This is Frontrunner, the weekly grain marketing update from Frontier Agriculture for week ending Friday the 13th of January 2023. Presented to you this week by Lucinda Redgate, farm trader based in Yorkshire. Before we begin, a word on markets and trading during this current time of intense volatility. Markets can move significantly in a matter of hours or even minutes, with spikes sometimes happening outside UK regular business hours. My Farm is our free online platform which offers Frontier customers 24-7 access to market information, grain prices and the ability to sell grain at a time more convenient to them. With the MyFarm account you can see live global prices, market reports, exchange rates and commodity pricing directly relevant to your farm, with options to set alerts and sell grain all in one place. To learn more, visit www.frontierag.co.uk, oblique MyFarm info. Links to more information about MyFarm are included in the description notes for this episode. Now, let's get straight into this week's update by starting with wheat. Wheat future rallied over the festive break with many regaining the losses they had posted earlier in December. The primary driver for this was the extreme cold that hit a significant part of the US winter wheat belt, with freezing temperatures as far south as Texas, raising concerns for winter kill. US winter wheat was already in poor shape, with over 70% of the area drilled in drought conditions heading into the winter. However, world wheat markets have not enjoyed a happy new year so far in 2023, with most markets dropping below the levels that were trading prior to the start of the Russia-Ukraine conflict in February 22. The results of the latest United States Department of Agriculture US winter wheat crop ratings were mixed. But overall, better than expected, Russian continues to dominate the export market for wheat, following its record 102 million tonne crop. Meanwhile, the export corridor in the Black Sea remains open for shipping from the Ukraine. Australian wheat production estimates are now as high as 42 million tonnes. If realised, this would be a significant gain on the 36 million tonnes it produced last year, which is currently its highest production record. India may similarly be set to achieve a record crop of up to 112 million tonnes as its wheat planted area is up 1% on the year and favourable weather is predicted. The high production estimates for Australia and India saw speculative selling take US wheat futures to their lowest since October 2021 earlier this week. The United States Department of Agriculture commonly known as the USDA, published its January World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates report late on Thursday, which coupled with a bullish US stocks report on the 1st of December, triggered short covering and helped lift future prices from their New Year lows. In the stocks report, US wheat and corn stocks were notably lower than both trade estimates and last year's figures. Wheat came in at 1.28 million bushels, dropping from last year's 1.38 million bushels and the trade estimate of 1.34 million bushels. Figures for corn were also lower than anticipated, coming in at 10.81 million bushels, lower than trade estimate of 11.15 million bushels and last year's total of 11.64 million bushels. However, 2023 US winter wheat prospects are well up on the year, according to seeding estimates from the USDA, which reports that 36.95 million acres have been planted, up from 33.27 million acres last year. 
Trade gases were much lower at 34.49 million acres. However, for the US, it will be reasonable to question how many of these additional acres will prove fit for harvest given the drought and the December spell of extreme cold and resulting winter kill. The World Agricultural Supply and Demand Estimates report saw minimal changes to world wheat estimates, with the only production increase being for the EU and Ukraine at 400,000 tonnes and 500,000 tonnes respectively. Global production is now seen at 781.31 million tonnes. There were also minimal changes to demand estimate. This figure is up to 200,000 tonnes to a new total of 789.74 million tonnes. An increase in carrying stocks from last year sees world wheat end stocks up just 1 million tonnes to 268.39 million tonnes. This is 8.5 million tonnes down on the year. There was no change to the Australian production number from the Australian Bureau of Agriculture and Resource Economics, whose estimate remains at 36.6 million tonnes, while private estimates are higher at 42 million tonnes. The comp balance sheet saw a few more changes, but the severe cuts highlighted yesterday by the Rosario Grains Exchange for Argentina came too late for the USDA, which cut its estimate by 3 million tonnes to a new total of 52 million tonnes. The Rosario Grain Exchange dropped its estimate to 37 million tonnes due to ongoing severe drought. The US harvested area dropped 1.6 million acres to 79.2 million acres, while the planted area remains unchanged at 88.6 million acres, which indicates some significant lost acreage. Yields are up 1.3 bushels per acre to an average 173.6 bushels per acre, leaving the overall US corn crop down 5.1 million tonnes, and world production down 6 million tonnes to a new total of 1.156 billion tonnes. China, however, has seen a production increase of 3 million tonnes, taking its new production estimate to a total of 277.2 million tonnes. Conveniently, global demand is down 5 million tonnes to a new total of 1.1655 billion tonnes, which leaves end stocks just 2 million tonnes lower at 296.42 million tonnes. This is 9.5 million tonnes down on the year. Demand levels are 36 million tonnes down on the year. Chicago Board of Trade corn futures rallied 14 cents per tonne following the report and there will be need to be some further notable production cuts in future reports to support prices. Moving on to barley. As is usually the case this time of year, most maltsters have a very high cover of barley against sales of malt. They can make around 90%. Any further demand they have will be dependent on sales of beer and spirits running at projected levels or better. If sales are less than the currently projected levels, then they will have earned even more cover. But in the current economic climate, it may be some time before demand can be known. As a result, prices to growers have slipped again this week and some merchants will need to part with stock in the coming months. In the port catchment areas of the south coast of England, premiums over feed have shrunk to £30 per tonne and are likely to continue to fall. Demand from UK feed compounders for barley is very low. Barley's discount to wheat has shrunk as wheat has come under pressure and is no longer such an attractive raw material 
in a livestock diet. Fortunately, a week of sterling has meant that a couple of shipments have been sold into the Spanish market this week. The likelihood of seeing any upside in prices today is low and would be mainly reliant on problems arising with the Black Sea Export Corridor Agreement or a drought in Brazil impacting the second grain maize crop that's about to be planted. Without these factors, we are heading towards new crop prices as EU livestock numbers will not pick up until the summer at the earliest. It is believed that only 650,000 tonnes of barley exports will have left the country by the end of December 22. This leaves 950,000 tonnes to ship in the next six months, which is unlikely to be realised if weather patterns follow average trends. We feed barley no longer at an attractive discount to wheat and the EU drinks industry well covered, it may be difficult to generate fresh export demand. Looking at oilseed rape now. After a promising rally pre-Christmas, rapeseed suffered from a New Year hangover with ex-farm values touching lows for the crop year at this time of writing. Oilseed rape has experienced a period of gains on the back of news that China would relax its COVID-19 restrictions. This increased the demand for potential for both vegetable oil and meal with energy markets following the same pattern. The lack of improvement in South American weather for its soybean crop plantings and development also resulted in strong gains in the oilseed market. There are now subsequent concerns over the speed of the global economic recovery, which forecasters now predict will remain slower and for longer. This reverse gains in crude oil and other energy sectors. On top of this, there was a glimmer of improvement in the prospects for Argentina's soybean plantings and early development following rains early in January. Further rain is still required in these growing areas over the coming weeks to allow the crops continued development. In addition to these global factors, we continue to see a heavy supply of world rapeseed in an environment where demand remains less certain. Closer to home, ex-farm rapeseed prices in England experienced a brief rally to £500 per tonne in some places. However, prices have now slipped back. Moving on to pulses. Pressure on oil crop bean values continued due to lack of export demand and buyers not taking delivery of in-month shipments. In broad terms, bean values are now following the movement in the wheat market, although there isn't a direct relationship between the two. Human consumption buyers are also absent. And with Ramadan starting at the end of March, there is little time left to make new sales and get them shipped to Egypt in good time. On a positive note, the increasing value of other mid and high protein feed ingredients is starting to make feed beans look better value in compound feeds. And finally, I'm going to finish this report by taking a look at the fertiliser market. There is now a domestic ammonium nitrate offer for the UK, which appears reflective of current and potentially variable production costs. The offer of March delivery gives confidence that the producers are focusing on the existing order book before new tonnes are released. Urea has maintained an average price across the UK with some small regional variations. We advise you confirm the source of urea where possible and its quality before purchase. Although a cheaper source of nitrogen in terms of cost per kilogram, urea is at risk of significant nitrogen loss via volatilisation and growers need to take notes around holding stock for next season as they will have to follow legislation around urea application timings. 
With changes in the cost of nitrogen and in wheat futures, it is important to double check your total nitrogen rates and break-even ratio. Please speak to your Frontier contact for support on calculating your break-even ratio and making your final nitrogen rate decisions. UAN continues to track AN equivalent values rather than urea equivalent values. With new tank installations ongoing, it is important to ensure site preparation is completed and that orders are accurate to allow for an efficient entry into liquid use. The same order accuracy applies to existing liquid users as we exit winter with confirmation of spring liquid requirements. Appetite for PKs has increased over the last week as growers' confidence increases on crop investment. Levels remain unchanged on PKs, but MPKs are showing great value and consistent product quality for a true granular compound. Importers are keeping PK and MPK stocks tight due to current market volatility, so please be sure to make your decision as soon as possible to ensure you can purchase product. Please speak to your Frontier contact about product options for your region. This was Frontrunner for week ending 13th of January 2023. If you'd like help with any aspect of your grain marketing, please get in touch by visiting our website at www.frontierag.co.uk or if you're a customer, you can speak to your local Frontier contact. Don't forget, all Frontier customers have free access to online grain trading and live 24-hour market pricing through MyFarm. Links to more information, as well as to our blog and socials, can be found in the description notes for this episode. Thank you for listening.